The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So it's been an interesting time. Um, I've been thinking a lot about current events, and although my intention is not to review them here, uh, on this show, at least today, my heart goes out to um, all of humanity for all that we grapple with and continue to navigate through in this day and age. I've been thinking about the concept of creative tension, which is something I've talked with you about before on the show. The notion that if we know what we want, i.e. if we have a vision, um, and we tell ourselves the truth about our current reality, then we can, uh, over time, bring our vision into being and transform our current reality in the direction of our vision. And I've been thinking a lot about my own vision. And my vision is that every child on the planet goes to sleep each night knowing that they are safe, loved, and enough. And the current reality that I'm noticing is not that. It is one of distance, disconnection, discomfort, and dis-ease. And I'm not entirely thrilled about that. And yet, there is also much to celebrate. There are human beings who are working towards this vision in their own way, many of whom you've heard on the show in the past, and one of whom you are going to hear from today. Our topic today is uh, closing the gap. How do we close the gap between that current reality, which isn't exactly how we would like it to be, and our desired future or vision? And we don't have to grapple with the biggest um, issues, like the ones that I've been referring to. We can begin by uh, by addressing the, the vision that we have for ourselves. It may be a goal that we have for next week or that meeting that's coming up. It may be something we want to create in the next year, or maybe it has to do with what's ahead for you over the next five years. Whatever it is, most people will tell you that the best way to do this is to get clear about what matters to you and to set some goals. Others will say you need to know more about what you've got today and use that creative tension that we've been talking about. But I want to talk today about how to close the gap. And so I've asked someone to join us here who loves to help people do that, just that. And it is Linda Catalan, Executive and Career Acceleration Coach and President of Results Catalyst, Inc. Linda, welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. 
Well, thank you very much. I mean, I'm thrilled to be here and uh, thrilled to uh, be invited to participate in this topic. So I know that there's um, that that you work with many people on this very issue of you know what is it you want to create and how am I going to help you get there? Tell me a little bit more about your practice and and what you're up to and and how you help people. Um, yeah, thank you. And it's interesting. I was listening to you as you were. Um, introducing both myself and also some of the great things that you're passionate about. And I was thinking of this concept of this creative tension. And so many of us feel that. And there's, I'll say, a tension kind of almost on two levels. Mm. One is this tension that we feel, you know, in terms of what is it that I'm doing? Am I doing enough Mm -hmm. to play my part in the bigger scheme of life? And at the same time, this tension of day-to-day, um, actually managing through the day-to-day chaos, uh, whether it's in our work life or in our personal life um, or in, you know, any of the many hats that we wear. And so for me, um, I tend to focus more on the career aspects, but I recognize that when people come to the workplace, they bring all of them. They don't just bring that piece of them that that's the work piece of them. They bring their whole self. And so it is important to kind of recognize this tension that people are, are working with. Um, you know, for I spent the bigger part of my uh, career life in the corporate world. Uh, I was a 26-year banker and, um, you know, grew up in that, you know, uh, corporate environment and, and had the very same tensions that a lot of my clients have uh, today, you know, it's, it's always doing more with less, mm, uh, yes. trying to multitask, um, managing, you know, the balance between busy personal lives and busy corporate lives and, and all of that stuff. And so um, the clients that I work with are frustrated and sometimes they're stuck and, and they're questioning, you know, are they doing enough? And so I, my sweet spot, the, the piece that I love to do is to help people um, find the clarity out of the chaos and help them not only see the vision for themselves, but also, you know, as, as you titled, uh, you know, closing the gap. And, and so help them to actually recognize that there are things that they can do to realize their vision and to start to move in the direction of, of making meaning for themselves in whatever it is that they're experiencing and to start to close that. You know, what I know about those of us who work in these types of professions, the ones where we um, help and facilitate and guide people to their greatness, is that we often have to live the same uh, journey that we're guiding others in. And um, tell me a little bit more. I, I knew that you had a financial services background, but I didn't, I think I missed that it was so many years in banking. Um, tell me a little bit more about how you closed your gap or what goals you established that pulled you into more clarity? Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I see, like for me, I, I had two kind of uh, career, uh, I'll say dreams or aspirations. And, and I think that, you know, we are ever evolving, mm-hmm. um, you know, as human beings, as career professionals, et cetera. And for, for me in the 
bulk part of my, I'll say the bigger part of my career life to this point anyway, uh, was my, my corporate um, life of being a banker for 26 years. And so, you know, when I think back on, you know, how I got into banking and, you know, in those days, it was um, a lot easier than it is for gra- new graduates today. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I, you know, I got my first job on campus. I, you know, entered a management training program. I progressed in the career. And to some degree, you had a sense of of knowing what it was that you needed to do in order to realize that career of, you know, that aspiration of making it to the next level and making it to the executive ranks and and that type of thing. And so, you know, over the course of the 26, it, it was very clear in terms of what I needed to do, or certainly in my mind, it was very clear. Um, I, you know, I graduated with an undergrad. I did my MBA while I was still in my professional career. So it took me, I always say it took me six years to do my MBA and two kids <laughs> and a few job moves in the process. Wow. Um, you know, and it was, it was um, that balance and that tension between, you know, being pulled in the direction of, you know, wanting to be a really good mom and at the same wanting to advance my career and, you know, and having that goal of kind of, you know, I, I, I thrived on, on moving from one level of the career to the next ladder. Mm-hmm. And so I recognize that a lot of people have that same kind of passion, that drive and 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 also that that need, that strong need for achievement. And that's what it was for me. For for the bulk of my banking career and then at some point, and I always say I had a little bit of a midlife crisis because <laughs> okay. somewhere around the age of 45, I started to question, well, is this enough? You know, mm. what, you know, is, is uh, you know, I've got the house and the status and the job and the kids and, and what else is there? And what was driving me was a bigger sense of purpose mm-hmm. and a, a bigger, a bigger purpose, a bigger passion, and I recognized that I needed to, in order to fulfill my, you know, inner, my soul, let's say what my soul desired, was to start to um, move in the direction of fulfilling uh, this thing that I was doing in the corporate world, which was helping others, coaching people, guiding, managing, that I needed to do it on a bigger stage. And so I started to have this yearning to actually, you know, move into a more of a helping um, kind of role. And for me, that was professional coaching. And um, what I do now, actually, one of, the, one of the key things that I do right now, which brings me a lot of joy and um, a lot of passion, is I run an annual uh, telesummit. And it's a virtual conference um, where I invite you know, guest speakers, career experts. And what it does is it really brings to the table those topics, those, those, um, top, those real key career-related themes that help people close the gap in their leadership, um, help them close the gap in terms of becoming a better person to fully realize and utilize their full potential. So I'm starting to move in the direction of building a community that is engaged in really uh, living a bigger vision for themselves and in whatever role they play in life, whether it's within a career context in terms of a corporate environment, whether it's within their own business, but to really 
optimize the, the gifts that they have and the tools that they have around them to utilize. That is beautiful and so beautifully spoken. Uh, it, I always feel that when one is speaking about their life purpose or about what really matters to them, there is a, a beautiful flow. And I just, I have to say that's just the most beautiful flowing way of saying what you're up to today and how you got here that I've ever heard. So thank you. And um, we do want to hear more about the uh, this annual telesummit that you hold. And I have actually told my listeners uh, just last week about the fact that I'm on. I'm one of the speakers in your telesummit this year. Um, so maybe we should talk for a minute about that, and then we'll circle back to some of the other things that you so beautifully shared. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yes, I'm thrilled that you're going to be on uh, on the uh, t- the Careers Telesummit this year, um, speaking on the topic of grow up gifts. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be awesome. Um, the Telesummit I have about uh, I do this once a year. I do it in January, uh, where I host this Telesummit. It's uh, I, I host uh, approximately twenty speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I make it. It's virtual. It's all virtual. It's all free, so people can register for free. Um, the place that they go to register would be through my website, resultscatalyst.ca forward slash catapult, C-A-T-A-P-U-L-T dot H-T-M-L. Or they can just go to my re- website, resultscatalyst.ca, and they'll see a link there to register. Um, the topics are really great. What I look for is I look for um, speakers that are accomplished in their own right. So uh, uh, speakers that have a credi- have a lot of credibility uh, in the communities in the industries that they're that they're in. Most of these um, most of the speakers are career experts. Um, so and many of them have written books. Uh, they run radio shows like yourself, Shameen. Uh, they're, they're accomplished, they're knowledgeable, and on a variety of career-related topics. In fact, when I first started this telesummit, I thought that I would run out of topics. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> at what point am I going to run out of topics? And in fact, no, there's just so many variations. And the reality, as you said, there's just so much complexity in the world today mm-hmm. that... Um, there's just so much need out there for, uh, you know, becoming a better person and, and becoming a better employee, you know, it, being better at whatever it is that you do. So this year's Telesummit, we have um, a real mix of prescriptive and reflective. Um, and I like to include both because I think it's, you know, we, we tend to spend a lot of time doing um, but I think it's also important that we spend a lot of time kind of reflecting and, and, and being. And so I, I do have a combination. It den- does tend to be a little bit more prescriptive, but I do have um, a lot of people that are also focused. For example, I've got Deborah Coleman speaking um, on the topic of the reflective leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got um, uh, Susan Freeman speaking on the power of stopping, like, just step up leadership by stopping and just listening to your inner voice. Um, I have a um, I have a yoga instructor actually speaking on stress solutions, mm. which you know again is just about how do we look to other areas as well to help us 
um, deal with the chaos, and stress management is one area that's very important. Um, Judy Walsh is speaking on the topic of perception management. You know, how do we, how are we perceived by others, and how does that impact our leadership? And uh, so there's a really great topic there. Um, of course, how to complete your LinkedIn. LinkedIn is always a um, uh, real hot topic on the conference, teleconference. Okay. And so how to, you know, make a really good LinkedIn profile. Mm. Uh, Mel- Melanie Dodaro is speaking on that topic. Um, self-promotion by Regina Barr. She's on the topic, uh, speaking on the topic of self-promotion. Um, looking at recognizing common behavior patterns. That's an interesting uh, topic by Sylvia LaFerre where we engage in, there's 13 common behavior patterns that we've learned as kids that we tend to exhibit in the workplace. So that's kind of a, a fascinating concept and definitely, um, you know, something to kind of grapple, to really help understand. Um, Gary Ford is speaking on the topic of reciprocity, and his topic is an interesting one because he speaks on it in a, he's a sales, uh, I'll call him a sales guru, but there's a lot of what he, you know, a lot to be learned in sort of the whole area of sales that applies to relationship management and uh, leadership. So really great topic there as well. Wow. let me see. I can't possibly address them all. But. No, that's okay. We've got a great sample there. And um, I was thinking that I should get over to your website and sign up too, because now I want to hear what all of, they ha- all of them have to say. I, I saw the names, I saw the topics, but um, as you talk about them, I get a little bit more insight into what they may be um, sharing. And also your excitement about it is very infectious. So I'm noticing that too. You know, there's an enthusiasm that you have for what you're doing when we talk about passion. This is what it feels like. Um, so those of you who are listening to Linda and feeling the excitement in you grow as she talks about it, that's what happens when you're in the presence of someone who's passionate about what they're up to. So thank you, Linda, for modeling that too. We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk more with Linda Catalan about Closing the Gap. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadek. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. to stories from the heart of leadership if you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program please send Shamine an email her email address is shamine at anjaliLeadership.com. that's s-h-a-h-m-e-e-n at a-n-j-a-l-i leadership.com now back to stories from the heart of leadership welcome back I'm Shamine Sadik, your host and I'm joined today by Linda Catalan and we're talking about closing the gap. We're talking about uh, making things happen, creating results that matter. We're also talking about Linda's 2015 Catapult Your Career Success Summit, which I'm so excited about because I will be one of the speakers at that summit. Um, my time slot is on Tuesday, January 27th at 11 a.m. Eastern. And as Linda said earlier, you can register for the summit at her website, resultscatalyst.ca. It's entirely free and it's all virtual, so you don't have to go anywhere. You can attend from the comfort of your own office or home. And um, I'm very excited and honored to be part of this. As well, while I'm on the topic of upcoming events, I want to tell you about a, a couple more things and then we'll turn back to Linda and continue the conversation that we started. Uh, on January 28th, that's a Wednesday night at 6 p.m., I'm speaking at the Bond Academy Parent Council meeting. If you're not a parent of someone who goes to Bond Academy, don't despair. I think you can still come to hear this, the, the part where I speak. And so far, the topic is what I wish every parent could hear. I have had some experience working with elementary school-age children, and without revealing any of their confidential statements and saying who said what, I collected a few things that I think kids would like their parents to know. And as well, just this past weekend, I took some training in neuroscience and coaching, and I have a little bit more to add for parents of young kids and some things that I learned that I'm going to implement with my own children that I think will be helpful. So that um, is something that you can attend if you'd like, if you live in the Toronto area and you're free. It will be short, probably about 30 minutes or less, and email me if you'd like more information. I'm at Shamin, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at Anjali leadership.com that's a-n-j-a-l-i leadership.com now let's turn back to linda linda was telling us uh you were telling us about the summit the catapult your career success summit and i was getting so excited as you talked about some of the speakers and you mentioned uh over the break that you are one of the speakers too tell us more about what you'll be sharing Oh, uh, yes. Thanks, Shamine. Um, my topic is eager for promotion. 
Um, eager for promotion, three things you need to know. And I'm passionate about this topic because there's so many people that are frustrated about being passed over for promotion or for, for not making the kind of impact that they want to be making in their career. Mm. And so, you know, so often they just don't know what's, what they're doing that's wrong or, you know, that's keeping them in a stuck place. And sometimes they know what they're doing wrong, but they just don't know how to make the changes necessary to get them kind of to move forward in their career. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I found that this topic, you know, I kept hearing it over and over in, in my coaching about, you know, their frustration and they didn't know what to do and they felt that they were doing all the right things. And so my uh, my topic is really about, you know, the things that they need to know in order to move forward. And, I mean, here's the reality. The reality is that, you know, sometimes people just simply lack Mm self-awareness. You know, they just don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they just don't self-promote themselves. And the last one is sometimes they just simply lack Mm self-confidence. And so those are common things that I see, and sometimes people don't see it in themselves. And so the self-awareness piece, as you know, that's a huge piece. Um, and so, you know, and, and what's happening today that's different from the way uh, people were supported, let's say, in the corporate environment in the past is that they would be trained or that they would be provided some coaching. And nowadays, you know, it's really incumbent on the employee to take control of their own career and to really manage their career. And sometimes that means they have to look outside their companies for, tr- for skills training, for coaching, for um, personal and professional development. And so that's a, a big uh that's a big issue that I'm seeing. Uh, I don't know if you're seeing that as well, Shameen, but it's, it really does point to, well, in, in my estimation, it points to why coaching is becoming such a huge industry for, for people like you and I. Hmm. Well, there's something about um, taking, what is the right word, responsibility for our own career. And I, if there is a trend that I'm noticing, it's that, that um, I think in the may I say, olden days, um, we, we kind of depended on the company to to carve out a path for us and support us along the way and let us know what we need to do. And I think what's changing in my experience is that people are starting to realize that, that, that those, those supports may still be there, but the actual direction and responsibility for managing this journey is more and more going to be up to the individual themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, in part, you know, what I'm seeing is that, uh, you know, to, to your point, that people felt that someone else was in part managing their own career. And some people have made the transition and are now have taken over their own control of their career. And others haven't. They're, they're floundering. And, and mm. I think that people are in a stuck place because they don't know that they how to take responsibility, how to kind of move forward. And one of the pieces that I see is that people just simply lack having a career plan. They, they just don't have a good vision, uh, let alone kind of how do I get there? How do I close the gap? 
mm. to actually realizing my career vision. Uh, you know, it's it's both. It's it's having that clear vision of well, what what do I want to be when I grow up? Uh, forget about when I grow up. What do I want to be in three to five years from now? Two years from now? And then how do I get there? And um, so having that, um, you know, ha- mapping it out you know, in terms of having a, a good career plan. And sometimes that means retraining, and sometimes that means some leadership skills, and sometimes that means just, you know, being a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, they, they either don't know how or, you know, they don't know, uh, they don't know that they need to do this. And so having a good career plan is, is one way to really start to build, you know, to close the gap. And the career plan could look very different for different people. And, um, and so I always encourage people to kind of really spend some time figuring out what that career plan is for them. Now, do you work with um, people who are in the middle of their career or closer to the more senior levels of leadership? Who, who are the people that most benefit from this particular element of your, um, I'll call it a framework, in, in terms of, at least in terms of your eager for promotion talk? Yeah. Um, and thanks for asking. Um, I would refer to them as the pipeline management. Okay. Um, okay. So these are people that are typically mid, mid-career okay. uh, in terms of, you know, time frame. They're not kind of approaching retirement, but they're probably at kind of at their peak of their career in terms of time. Uh, they're experienced, um, they, but they still have some room in terms of moving up. Uh, so they typically are, I'll say, senior manager, uh, director, um, you know, uh, AVP, VP, SVP level, so in the pipeline as opposed okay. to at the top of the house. Okay. And, uh, and they're, 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 very, they're in very high-stress jobs because they've got often t- large numbers of teams below them relying on them and also uh, senior leaders above them expecting, you know, having high demands of them. So they tend to be kind of in that sandwich and um, and so they're uh, they're sometimes a bit of a forgotten group in terms of support. You know, we t- we tend to be fully um, supportive and you know want employee engagement kind of at the bottom rungs and you know at the top of the house we're in the know and this middle group just seems to be getting things um, passed to them from both ends, from the top mm-hmm. and the bottom. So that's typically the group that I work with is the, um, as I say, I call them the pipeline, pipeline leaders. So give me some examples of some of the gaps that you've helped people close. Um, okay, so um, I have, yeah, yes, okay, so I, I'll just give you a, an example um, of a, a leader I was working with um, who uh, was passed up for promotion. Okay, and wasn't really sure. Um, I'll say wasn't really sure why, um, and so there was a bit of a I'll say an awareness, uh, you know, some blind spots in yes. terms of um, uh, things that you know this person couldn't uh, couldn't see for themselves. And so you know, we start with the process of of um, kind of opening up those blind spots. 
Um, I like to use the Leadership Circle 360 um, profile as one of the tools that I use, but I use a variety of other assessment tools as well, um, often behavioral-based because I, you know, really feel that that's, that's important to get underneath the behaviors as opposed to just the personality. So yes. look at both, um, which is important. So that really helps to kind of uh, identify and put on the table to deal with the self-awareness piece. And then once we, uh, we do that, in this case, um, there was a great leader in terms of managing down, but not so great in terms of managing peer-level relationships and managing up. Ah. And, um, and so that's the piece that we really worked on. And, you know, it's, it's one of the things that I, I talk about in, in, even in the, in the session that I'm doing in the Telesummit is that, you know, people sometimes just don't know how to self-promote. And so uh, we, you know, we talked about managing those relationships at the peer level and above. And um, we're able to get some really good traction uh, where this person was, uh, you know, basically was able to get on some committees, uh, some working committees where there was interaction available in terms of being able to nurture those relationships and uh, made a couple of, uh, was on some really key projects that made a real difference in terms of visibility. Um, and uh, the visibility piece was huge. And uh, within a year was actually promoted to the role that, uh, that they were looking to be promoted into. So that's the kind of work that I do is, mm-hmm. is really helping people to sometimes either get unstuck or to get in the know in terms of what they need to be doing and, and yeah. uh, to see themselves from a different perspective, uh, to give them a different perspective in terms of how they may be viewed, and then to look at, well, what is what is the current reality for this individual? You know, why aren't you getting promoted? Why aren't you having the kind of impact that you're having? And so it might not be a promotion. It might just be success with your, your team or with your peers or with, with uh, you know, your boss. And so we look to identify those gaps, close those gaps, and, uh, and then move forward. And, and ultimately... Um, you know we're we're uh, we're building resiliency, and um, we're closing some of those gaps. Uh, that's just one example. Um, yes. Uh, did, did you want to hear more examples? Or? I do, but first I want to I want to say something. There are three legs that I heard you. Um, yes. Three legs to this: self awareness, self promoting, and self confidence. And is the third one in this story? Is it um, part of the? one of the ingredients that goes into yes. making the stew, or is it the benefit of it, or both? Uh, it, it's kind of both, actually. So, yes, there are things you can do to boost your confidence. Yes. And sometimes when you work on those other pieces, you you actually develop this as a self-confidence becomes a byproduct. Yeah. So I think it's both. Yes, yes, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's wonderful. Why is this all so important to you? Uh, um, why is it all so important to me? Um, well, you know, I think that, um, you know, in terms of self-reflection that I've done on myself um, and just the oodles and oodles of assessment tools that I personally have gone through myself. Because <laughs> you know, right, you become a little bit of a junkie. 
Yes. <laughs> um, you, in order to um, to teach and to coach um, these these uh, these concepts, you have to also be a student of them as well. Yes. And I, um, uh, just knowing myself the way I do, I know that I am that one of my needs is I have a strong need for achievement, mm-hmm. and um, I just do. And and so. Part of my need um, for achievement is is to help others who have that same kind of need. So I know how in throughout my career where I didn't have the support or the proper coaching and mentorship, what it would have meant to me if I had. Yeah. And I want to make sure that the next le- the next generation of leaders that grows up has that support available to them um, that perhaps I didn't have at times that it could have been very helpful. And, and so that's why it's a passion for me. Is yeah. it, It's about preparing the next generation of leader um, because, I mean, that's, that's our future. Yeah, I, I was I was going to ask you about connecting it to the world level or, or a bigger level than just them. Um, what do you see out there as you look at what the world needs, and uh, what what do you, how do you what do you see this all for the sake of? Uh, well, you know, you started uh, right at the start of this radio show. You were talking about you know you were referring to some of the more recent world events. And um, just how chaotic um, and how transitionary Mm -hmm. uh, it is out there right now. We are evolving. It it is evolutionary and sometimes revolutionary in terms of the kind of change that is being made out there and also the kind of change that's needed. And it's going to need a different level of thinking. It's going to need all of our gifts to make it happen. And so we have to be operating at our fullest potential Um, and not just, we can't rely on leaders anymore. We have to take control of it ourselves. And so each one of us needs to do our part to make a significant difference um, in the world. And so I think that it is just so incumbent upon each and every one of us to do our part um, to make this this place a, a better place and also to be prepared for the kind of change that is happening out there. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you get to um, do that on two levels when you do your work. One, because you are are offering your gift, and then you're empowering and encouraging these. Uh, yeah, I, I'm calling them younger because they've still got um, time in their careers. These younger leaders to um, to offer theirs. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Well, we need to take another break, but when we come back, we'll close out the show. Uh, I'm not quite sure how, but I know it will be fun and profound and interesting. Thank you, Linda. And we'll be right back for more with myself, Shamin Sadek, and Linda Catalan, Results Catalyst. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to stories from the heart of leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadik, and we're here today with Linda Catalan, Executive and Career Acceleration Coach and President of Results Catalyst, Inc., and we are talking about closing the gap. So over the break, Linda and I were chatting about how this is going, how the show is going, and um, she was, uh, um, appre- shall I say, appreciating, Linda, my Absolutely. style, <laughs> even though it's very different from yours. And I've been thinking about that a lot. I, I spent some time, the last five days I was in a class um, which was exploring the neuroscience that is, there's so much research and um, so much new research in the field of neuroscience. We're learning so much more about the brain. And I was taking a course that was linking this to coaching as a, a profession. And as well, I was so happy to see that there was a link between the brain and consciousness um, that, that, that the presenters were making. Now, I'm not going to try and regurgitate things that I learned because I'm still integrating what I learned. But, but I did, um, there was a lot of time spent on one of the days on the difference between the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere, the left hemisphere of the brain being the part of the brain that is more about logic and reason and linear thought processes and structure, on the right side being more about emotions, more about um, ambiguity and things that are not quite so concrete. And so if I was to say, uh, if I was to name where our styles might 
differ. It may be that there's a little more right brain in my style, a little more left brain and structure in your style, Linda. Absolutely. And we need each other. We, we really do. And I think that there's something to be said for this as a metaphor for, um, I don't know, I, I, I always feel a little bit um, out there when I say for the world, but I, I do think that the world needs more integration, more appreciation for the sides of ourselves that are not primary. Yeah, um, there's an interdependence on both of those styles. Yes. Say a little bit more about that. Well, you know, I'm I'm actually, I'm I'm using a, a... a quote, a term there that actually came up in, in one of the topics um, in the telesummit, but I, but I love the word, and I'm so I'm using it here because it's it's not enough to be all left brain, and it's not enough to be all right brain, and yes. sometimes it's um, it's complicated to try to make ourselves more whole brain. Yes. Right. When, you know, our natural inclination is to be one or the other. And so what that calls for is it calls for us to be more interactive, to work, collaborate with other people that can kind of close the gap again in terms of, um, um, you know, marrying up to each other. So, you know, I think of, for example, in, in, in a leadership environment where a leader has a team. And if they have a team of people that are all left brain thinking, there's no vision for that team. There's no creativity on that team. There's no kind of thinking outside the box. And so it's incumbent on that leader to kind of bring different styles and different thinking to the table in order to get the most out of that team. And so that's kind of where I say that we're interdependent in that sense because you know, we 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 can't be all things to all people. So how do we close those gaps? How do we how do we fill the void? And so part of that is looking to others to help us um, in that regard. So you and I having this conversation, you know, we're looking at things from different perspectives. Both perspectives are right. Both perspectives are wrong. They're just different. They're you know they're just bringing uh, different angles to it. So yes. Yeah. yeah, does that kind of resonate for you? It, you know, what's really resonating with me about that is that I'm at a crossroads in my um, work right now where that is exactly what I'm starting to realize. There is um, a part, there's a part of me, and it's probably more a left-brained part of me, that says, um, it's all up to me. Uh, I, I have to do it all, and it's all on my shoulders, and I've got to do it all, and I've got to do it really well, and I've got to do it myself, and I can't, I, I can't ask for help. And I've operated, to some extent, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm um, entirely this way, but I've, I've run my business this way for many years. So when you were talking about um, two things that were striking me, one is how you have an intention to build a community, and this telesummit is, is part of how you do that. And two, when you were talking about people having a vision for what's next for them um, and then helping them close the gaps, I was thinking that both of those things are really resonating. I am at the point where I'm, I re- now realize I can't continue to do it this way. It cannot be all up to me. And it's time to um, to be more interdependent, to, to harvest some of the 
um, interdependence and the benefits of that that are available by coming into community with other people mm-hmm. and beginning to um, start tackling some of this together. Uh, the the more that I sit and look at, especially the vision that I that I named at the beginning of the of this show. There's no way I can do that. There's no way anyone can do any of anything like that alone. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. So it is, yes, it does really resonate. And I, I wondered if we could spend a few moments just um, hearing from you about what prompted you, I mean, earlier in the game, it sounds like, to really lean into this notion of community. Mm. Um. Yeah, this notion of community, um, it's interesting because, um, hmm, where do I go with that? Um, I can see, I can see it on, on, on different levels. I think to some degree, I've, I've always kind of had this, this, um, sense or desire to be part of community. Mm. Um, and so it just, it's, evolved into different forms of community as as I've evolved. Yes. And and I think that in part that's probably, you know, values shift over time as well. Um, and, you know, when I think of in my corporate career, my, you know, to a large degree, my community was the people, my colleagues, um, other bankers, um, other people in, in you know, uh, that, that I worked with, uh, people that I mentored, people that uh, were direct reports, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've, um, to some degree, like as I've come into you know, running my own coaching practice, you know, you do a lot of work, as you said, you do a lot of work independently as a coach. You're working with people, but you're often working with people one-on-one or in yes. short and you don't often have, you're not part of a, a larger community. And yet, um, and so, p- so part of it is being an extrovert, <laughs> being mm, yes. a people person. Yes. <laughs> um, is, you know, I have a need for, for, for being with people. And also, as, as you start to, uh, I, I also tend to be a little bit of a, a connector, in general, I've always been a bit of a connector, uh, connecting people and, and you know networking and, and connecting uh, uh, to people, and so it it, it fits personality wise. But um, this notion of trying to kind of um, marry the the need for community and also this greater need of of, of wanting to to provide a forum for, you know, living my passion and for, you know, uh, helping others be better leaders, uh, that's kind of been fueled by this. It has been more evolutionary for sure than by design. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. Mm -hmm. And I think I alluded to before the benefits that I personally have derived from having this community is um, there's just so many amazing people um, in the world doing great stuff, and it fuels, you know, I'm very left brain logic structure, um, and it fuels my inspiration and my creativity and and my ability to kind of uh, think bigger. Um, and so this community has given so much to me just in terms of being able to um, have me play in a bigger, a bigger arena and... Uh, be exposed to so much more. And, you know, the flip side of that, too, is 
have also been able to partner with with my colleagues on on different assignments when I've needed support or where they've needed support, and so it's been very mutually beneficial that way as well. Absolutely. Um, the the word that's coming up for me as I listen to you, Linda, is generous. And I don't think you would have termed it that way yourself because to me it feels like you are naturally generous. You are naturally um, inclined to be with people, want to be with people. You, you know, talked about being an extrovert. And it, it seems like it's a value of yours that has always been present. Uh, for me, I think it's, all, it's, it's part of how I'm wired is around relationship. But community is something a little bit new for me. Even though I've sought community along the way, and I know that, that has, there have been signals to me along the way that, that community was important, but now to actually build a team of my own, um, I feel like I had to learn to be more generous in order to do that because there was a mentality I had that was not generous. Perhaps it had some scarcity in it, but it was, I think it was more about um, perhaps some arrogance, like I'm the only one who can, <laughs> and to become generous like you know I could we could serve more people together than I could ever serve by myself mm-hmm. and so if that that's not naturally the way I've looked at it along the way and it's becoming it's newer and I'm loving it and I don't know all that it has to offer yet but that is something that I feel you inherently have and I so admire it I so acknowledge it and so appreciate it um yeah. Wow. Well, th- well, thank you because it's it's interesting to hear you say that because um, I-, I could say the the same thing about you. And, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I mean, I I just um, I just feel that you are just such an inspiration to me in terms of how you be in the world. So, thank you for that. Mm, thank you. I knew we were going to end with some sort of a love fest. <laughs> and I love that that's how it ended because that's that's what this show is about for me. It's about connect. It is about connection. It is about um, having a deeper conversation with um, people who are up to amazing things, so that we can all learn more about what's going on under the surface. What what motivates this person to do what they're doing? Um, how do they, are they called to serve? Um, the world or or maybe some subset of the world or something smaller than the world, but nonetheless in that bigger picture way. And to have people um, who are listening know that no matter what their experience is, they are not the only one because I think sometimes we could forget that um, other people also face the same challenges, uh, motivation, inspiration. So I love that that's where this conversation took us and I feel like it may be uh, the beginning uh, because you asked me first, you asked me to be part of your telesummit. That's what led us to want to talk together here. And so that um, is, I feel leading us into something. I don't know what, (laughs) but but I like it. I like it too. I like it too. Uh, And you know what? It it is true. Um, Just having that opportunity to work with you on on your radio show here and um, also on the Telesummit. Um, You really do walk your talk. You have beautiful gifts. And um, it's just so magical when we can share gifts with each other. It's wonderful. 
Thank you so much for sharing your gifts with us today, Linda. And again, um, to register for the Telesummit, go to resultscatalyst.ca and sign up there. We need to stop. It's the end of the hour, and I have so enjoyed this conversation about closing the gap. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about the current reality. And the week after that, I think we're going to have another gratitude session. So that's what you have to look forward to. Thanks so much for listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. And I will talk to you next time. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. 